Thank you for tuning in to Wove Inspiration Podcast with host Althea Richardson. Wove stands for Women of Vision and Excellence, and the mission is to inspire, encourage, and uplift women and the men who love them to becoming all they were predestined to be. And it starts with restoration. Super excited to have this special guest on my show today. Her name is Christine Capella. Now, let me just give you all a backstory on how I met this woman. I was on, let's see, I was on Clubhouse in a room with Marcus Black and Ashley Faye of EYA, which is Embrace Your Ambition. And I just kept going up on stage and showing up and all of the things. And Miss Christine reached out to me on Instagram. And we have been like sisters for real ever since. So, Christine, thank you so much for being on Wove Inspiration. Oh my goodness, girl, that, that is some introduction. We really are sisters and I'm so humbled and honored to be here and I am honored to be able to call you a sister. Yes, amen and amen. So Christine, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you do. So my name is Christine Capella. I am an online transformational coach and I am a speaker. And so I try to help people or I like to help people transform their lives in whatever area it is, really focusing mostly on resilience, overcoming obstacles, building confidence and self-love with the use of health, wellness, fitness. That's really my passion. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Now I was reading over your bio and Uh, Something I really wanted to make sure that people understand that this woman has went through a lot. Now, the key word is through, meaning that she's no longer in that situation. However, six years ago, she was assaulted and had to go uh, uh, undergo multiple surgeries, two facial reconstructive surgeries and two spinal surgeries. And it was because of her using fitness and the principles of fitness she is able to overcome, she was able to overcome all of the obstacles in her life. So Christine, when I heard this story, I think you were being interviewed by someone else. I'm not sure who it was, but I didn't know that part about you. So tell the audience about that situation six years ago. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take you back. It's actually almost, I'm coming up to my seven year anniversary in May. It's really wild. So now almost seven years ago, I was assaulted by a stranger who picked me up and threw me over his shoulders and dropped me face face first into the concrete. And then in the fall, he fell on top of me and pretty much like rolled my neck, so to speak, in the fall. And so in the assault, I suffered multiple injuries to my face. I suffered injuries to my neck and my spine, and then I had a severe concussion and post-concussive vertigo. And I was in the hospital, and I'll never, I'll never forget that day because when I was finally released from the hospital, they hadn't allowed me to look in the mirror. They wouldn't let me look in the mirror at the hospital. In the bathroom that I would use, there was no, no mirror. I wasn't able to look at myself. And I'll never forget the the moment I got home. That was the first thing that I did, right? Like that was the very first thing that I wanted to do was to see my face. And I was unrecognizable. I couldn't even, 
I, I don't know if I can even put it into words. Like it still gets me now because, um, you know, we're all, we really are all defined by our facial features. That's who we are. And it's one thing for us to age and we all hope that we're going to age gracefully. We know gracefully, we know that that's going to change our facial features to some extent, right? We're going to get the wrinkles and whatnot, whatnot, but to have it stripped away from you in a moment and to be unrecognizable is a totally different feeling. And then um, on top of it, I mean, I didn't even know what type of journey I was in for at that moment at the, at that time, you know, that day when I got home, all I could focus on was my face. I didn't even think about everything else that I would endure later on, Mm -hmm. but I suffered the severe concussion and post-concussive vertigo. And if you don't know what vertigo is, the only way that I can describe it is like having the drunk spins Mm 24-7. And honestly, I don't know if I would wish it upon my worst enemy. It was the worst experience. And I had it for months and months and months and months. And, you know, I was in this position where I had always used fitness as my therapy, that was always my go-to. And now I'm in this position where I am now, now my facial features are stripped of me and what I use as my coping mechanism for everything is stripped away from me. And I remember the doctors kept asking me, are you depressed? Are you depressed? Everybody was so worried about my depression. And I was like, yeah, I'm depressed. You guys aren't letting me move. Like I need, I need to be cleared to move. Somebody has got to let me move my body. Like yeah. I, I know that you guys don't want me doing anything, anything strenuous, but somebody's got to let me move. And so finally I was cleared and it was like literally me begging the doctors to let me move. And I'm so grateful for my parents because at the time I had to, um, I wasn't able to take care of myself and my parents were the ones taking care of me. And again, I was fighting with my mom and, you know, like I was just, I was stubborn. Like I just wanted to move my body. Like that was it. And she's like, well, I'm walking with you. Like you can't, you're not even steady on your own feet from this vertigo, vertigo. So my mom would go with me for five minute walks. And I thought that that was like the biggest win of my life. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I went for this five minute walk. And then the next day I would try to push it a little bit harder and I'd go for a six minute walk. And then the next day I went for a seven minute walk. So every day I was trying to just build myself up to be 1% better. And that's really how I got through the, that, the beginning stages of the assault. Little did I know that years down the road, I was going to need spine surgeries because in that assault, not only did I, did I need the two facial reconstructive surgeries and I had the concussion post-concussive vertigo, but in the fall, I had herniated discs and bone fragments floating everywhere in my neck. And so I went for physical therapy and I went for all the injections and there was a point in into that recovery where they were like, you're going to need surgery at some point. There's nothing else that we can do. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm never going to need surgery. The pain is, the pain is manageable. Mm -hmm. And the pain really was manageable at that time. So I walked myself out of physical therapy and I was like, I'm just going to keep on doing my thing and I'm going to be fine. And then it was fall 2019. I, I always need to get, make sure I've got my dates right. Fall 2019. 
all the pain in my arms were just coming back and I was having these severe, severe migraines. And I was at work one day and it got really bad. My arms were going numb and I was dropping things at work. So I take myself to the emergency room and they tell me that I'm going to have to go see a spine surgeon. And again, it's like not really registering in, in my brain. Like I go see the spine surgeon and he's like, well, we'll, we'll try you out on this medication for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then you come back and if it doesn't work, then maybe we'll do injections. Maybe you'll need um, surgery. But he was, he was kind of giving me a little sense of hope, like, right? Yeah. So I left there feeling hopeful. I'm like, ah, the, medi- the medication's got to work. I'm not going to need spine surgery or, or they're just going to give me these injections again. I'll be fine. I go back and none of the pain had gone away from the medication. And he was like, look, you've already done the injections. They didn't work. Your only option is spine surgery. And I was like, oh gosh like there's something there is like this deflating moment and then I don't want to undermine any other type of surgery but there is something about spine surgery it's not your knee it's not your elbow it's not your wrist it's your spine right knowing that like one little slip Mm -hmm. they you could be paralyzed and in reality, I came out of that assault being like, oh, my gosh, I wasn't paralyzed. I really should have been paralyzed. Like, I remember all the doctors being like, I don't know how you're not paralyzed. I don't know how you're not paralyzed from from that fall. So now here I am going in to the surgery. And I'm I'm scared. I'm terrified. Yeah. I'm terrified. So I mentally prepare myself. I go in. And I wake up from that surgery and I look at my surgeon and I said, did we make the right decision? Mm. Because that was my concern too. You know, like in the spine surgery world, I'm considered young for spine surgery. So like the doctor, the surgeon was even having trouble making the decision. Do we go for the spine surgery or not? Right. And now he looks at me and he goes, not only did we make the right decision, But if we hadn't done this surgery, you would have been paralyzed from the neck down within six months to a year because the scans weren't showing that all the bone fragments from your from your assault had moved inside of your vertebrae canal and were pressing against your spinal cord and were growing at such a rapid pace. So we had to clear everything out. So now I wake up from that surgery and I've got like this new lease on life. Like I'm just like, oh my gosh, I escaped paralysis again. Like I can't believe I can move my body. Like I'm so, I was just so grateful. So I get up out of that, that bed. And honestly, like if you go to my Instagram, like I kept my highlights where you can see that journey because I literally got out of that hospital bed. And I was like, you want to know what? My lower body works. I'm going to get up and I'm going to get it done. And I'm going to start moving. I'm just going to go walk. I'm going to walk. I'm going to do some squats. I'm going to do whatever I can because I can move my body, right? Like, this is incredible. And so, again, I did the same exact thing that I did with the assault. I went for the five-minute walks, the six-minute walks, the seven-minute walks. And I just kept getting 1% better every single day because the reality of it is my parents, thank God for them. Thank God for them. 
They supported me through it all. Yeah. But at the end of the day, nobody can save you. People can support you, but nobody can save you. You have to save yourself. So I was saving myself. I was doing the hard thing every single day. I was getting up and getting it done. And what a lot of people don't know about the surgery is that it takes most people six months to eight months to get themselves back into the gym. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That, that's not happening here. No, no. Six, six to eight months, that's not happening. Five weeks post-op, I went back to SoulCycle, which is an indoor spinning, like spinning class, which is my favorite workout. Wow. I was in there with my neck brace. Oh. I was like... <laughs> I was in there like a crazy person with my neck brace, just living my best life. I was determined, but that's the thing. Like I was so determined yeah. to get up and get it done. I was so determined to have this comeback. I was so determined to level up and keep going. And I was just so grateful that I could move my body. Oh my gosh. So now here I am thinking again, like I'm doing all the right things. Right. And I'm just, I'm, I'm moving and I'm doing good. And then six months into that recovery, all my pain comes back. And I was like, what's, what's going on? Why, like, why is my pain coming back? Like I've done all the things I'm taking all the supplements because what they did was a fusion. So we were hoping that my bones would grow and my spine would be fused, taking all the supplements. I'm doing all the things. My, I was cleared to, to work out. My doctor told me that, you know, moving my body gets the blood, the oxygen to the blood, which helps su support bone growth. And I'm doing all the right things, but all my pain's back. So I go in for all the scans again. Nothing's showing up on the scans. And my surgeon is like, something's up because clinically your pain should not be at the level that it's at. Mm -hmm. So he's like, do you want to know? I want you to go for a second and a third opinion. So I go for a second and a third opinion and all the doctors say the same thing. You know, the scans aren't showing anything, but clinically what you're stating to us is that you're not fused and you're going to need to go in for surgery again. Oh, and nice. this time, it's going to be a bigger surgery. It's going to be a double spine surgery. It's a 10 hour surgery. We're going in the front of your neck and we're going in the back of your neck. So you're on a special operating table that when you go in, you're laying on my back. Mm -hmm. And then in the middle of the operation, it just flips you over so that they can go in the back of your neck. So again, I have to mentally prepare for this. And now the difference is now I already know this, this devil, I already know this beast, right? Like yeah. I already know the pain. And although like I, I came back, I already know what it's like. And I don't want, I didn't want to go through it again. I was de defeated. Right. Mm -hmm. But I mentally prepare and I get myself in there and I go in for this surgery and I come out and I've now have 12 titanium screws, three metal discs, two titanium rods, and a wire mesh all inside my neck. And I wake up from that surgery and I look at my surgeon again and I said, did we make the right decision? And once again, he looks at me, he goes, not only did we make the right decision, you weren't fused at any of the levels that we had fused you at, but on top of that, because you weren't fused, your neck was like a weeble wobble for an entire year. And you snapped two of the titanium screws from the previous surgery and you had metal fragments everywhere inside of your neck. 
Wow. Wow. Okay. So again, here I am escaping paralysis the third time. And I'm like filled. I'm just filled with this immense amount of gratitude. Like this lease on life. Like, oh my gosh, how, how do I keep on escaping this? How am I so blessed? How am I so lucky? And so... Again, you can see the high. I, I documented this whole process on my Instagram. You can see the highlights and you can see how feisty I am in the hospital. And they want me to like ring the bell for the nurse to like go to the bathroom. I'm like, I'm, I'm not ringing the bell for nobody. I'm ripping those leg things off myself and getting up out of the bed myself and doing my own thing because I'm like, no, nobody's going to do it for me. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to save myself. I'm going to, I'm going to get up and I'm going to get it done every single day because I can, because I can, because I can move my body. There's people out there that can't. Right. So how am I going to waste that? I'm not going to waste it. I mean, I probably should take the assistance, but I, I'm not taking the assistance. Yeah. So then I, again, I did the same build up again, right? Like I came out of the hospital. I went for those five minute walks, the six minute walks, the seven minute walks and 11 weeks post-op. I was back at Soul Cycle indoor spinning again. And so that's really just kind of my motto on life. Like you just get up, you get it done. You it doesn't have to be about being perfect and you take right. these small steps. It's the small steps, it's that consistency. And that's why I say fitness is so intertwined with life because it was those consistent steps that I took with my fitness journey in every in every aspect, right? That move the needle forward but it's the same with your dreams it's the same with your relationships it's a small consistent step that move you forward yeah wow and wow okay <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know when you said it said multiple surgeries i didn't realize that that that's a lot that was a whole lot now it's here's a lot the, here, here's the thing christine because there there are people that are going to be like, okay, how, first of all, did she mentally prepare for all of that surgery because of the possibility of you might not even being able to walk? And then you had to go through another surgery. How did that play on you mentally staying focused on, I'm going to come out of this and I'm going to be able to do the things I did before? So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it and pretend like I didn't have dark moments. Yeah, I I definitely had dark moments, and I want people I want to be very very real with that and let people know that it's okay to have those dark moments. Right, right. Like we are all human, and you are allowed to feel sad. You're allowed to feel defeated. The thing that you're not allowed to do, in my opinion, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be telling people what they are are not what they are not allowed to do. But I feel like you can't stay stuck in those dark moments. Right. And that's what I didn't allow myself to do. So I give myself a pity party time limit, so to speak. Right. And so when the assault happened, I gave myself a pity party and then I just started moving mm -hmm. with the spine surgeries. Every time I had to go in, I gave myself a, a time to like kind of go through those feelings of feeling defeated and having the pity party and feeling bad for myself. But then I pulled myself out of it. And I said, you want to know what? There's a reason for it. 
I know I'm going to be okay. I overcame. Like what happened was God prepares you and you don't realize that you are being prepared, that you're being called to this life, right? And so the assault, as terrible as it was, prepared me for that spine spine surgery. So I had already come back from that assault and I knew how tough it was and I knew my own strength. So I told myself with the spine surgery, I already overcame the worst. I can do it again. Little did I know that the spine surgery was going to be harder, harder than that, right? And then the second spine surgery, I said, well, again, I, I allowed myself the pity party. I was, believe me, there were days that I, like when I first found out that I had to go back in, I had a full weekend where I just kind of was in bed and crying and it was like, woe is me. And then I was like, okay, pull yourself out of this. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're better than this. Like you can, you can handle this. Yeah. You've overcome everything else in your life. Nothing has stopped you before. And so, again, I was prepared. So the salt prepared me. The first spine surgery prepared me. And then I was prepared again for the second spine surgery. And now, seven years into this crazy journey, I mean, my my seven-year anniversary of the assault is May 3rd. It's crazy to me. I I can't sit here and say that I'm pain-free. I'm not pain-free. I have a lot of pain days and I have a lot of days where I have what was me days and Mm -hmm. I'm still going for certain treatments. But what I realize now is that there was a purpose for all of it. There was a reason why I had to go through all of it. It had to get me to this moment that I'm in in my life right now, where I knew my strength, where I found my resilience, where I found my courage, where I found my confidence. And now because of that, I'm in a position to help others. If I hadn't ever gone through all of that, I would never be able to help people the way that I'm able to help them. And I needed that journey to be able to be in this place right now. So where are you now? What, What are you doing now? pain wise you mean or just like in general in general in general i mean because all of the i mean <laughs> i'm I'm still you guys if if i was doing video you would have to see that this woman does not look like what she just described at all not even close if someone told me that she went through all of these surgeries facial reconstruction all of the things i wouldn't have believed you i promise you, because I'm looking at this. She is a miracle. <laughs> Seriously, she is a miracle. And it is it's, it's just amazing that we are able to, God has allowed you to come to this point in your life to share your story, to be able to start helping other people. So what are you doing today and in, in going forward as far as your mission and your purpose? So my mission and my purpose really like I I'm just a girl that has a message on my heart and I want to impact other people's hearts. Like that's real at the end of the day, that's really where I'm at. Obviously, through my story and through my journey, I want to help people know their strength find their strength, find their courage, find their resilience, find their confidence, find their self-love, like, and know that you can overcome anything, anything. It's, I actually just had a big converse, conversation 
on my Instagram lives the other day about this, where we we expect life to be easy. And it's the expectation that life is supposed to be easy that is stopping us. We're meant to go through this journey. Yeah, We're meant to embrace the hardships. And it's through those hardships and the struggles and the adversities that we learn so much about ourselves, about others, about life, about what we want, about where we're going. There's so many lessons and blessings in my own personal journey. And when you can change that perspective and look at it that way and realize that life isn't supposed to be easy and you're not meant to quit. And because we expect life to be easy, people are quitting really easily. <laughs> yeah. And we need people to finish what they started, whatever that is, whether it's a workout, whether it's going after your dreams, whether it is a relationship, whatever it is, you have to finish what you started because the reality of it is, is that you cannot stop someone that doesn't quit. And I never quit. That's the thing. Like I never quit on myself. I got up and I got it done every single day. I found a way no matter what. Yeah. I moved my I have moved my body every single day. That is amazing. It's, wow. It's crazy. But you have to have this healthy obsession with who you can become. And I have this healthy obsession with becoming the greatest version of myself. And so for me, it was like almost it's like this weird mental state that I get into, but it's almost like this game. Like I, I think of it like as a video game, almost like it's crazy to like say that like out loud, but it's like, okay, what is the next level that I can level up to? Right. Yeah. So after my assault, I came back and I leveled up after the spine surgery. I came back and I leveled up. I'm not trying to go back to where I was. I'm trying to level up and go, go even further. How much further can I go? So after the set, the second spine surgery, it's like, how much further can I go? What level can I get to? Yeah. And you keep on pushing yourself. It's all about leveling up. And it's this healthy obsession with leveling up in all areas of my life. And that's what's happened. Because you're going to have people that are going to be listening to this. And I'm like, you know, how, how, how do I level up? How do I consistently keep my mind stayed on going forward? When all of these things are, are hitting me that are, are against me and there are days that, you know, I, you know what, I'm just going to give up because I don't, I'm not even going to listen to what she's saying because, uh, you know, she had all of the things going well for her, but I don't think it's going to apply to me. So what can you tell those people that are on that level? So here's the thing. We all have something against us, right? And Everybody's going to, people are going to look at me and I've had a ton of people look at me and go, oh, it was easy for you. It was not easy for me by any stretch of the imagination. The only separating factor between me and somebody else is like what I said, I didn't quit. And it's not like the problem is, is that somebody that's in that space where it's like, I keep getting hit by life. It's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. They are thinking too big in the, and I know that sounds really funny, but you're almost thinking like you have to take these massive monumental leaps and bounds. Mm -hmm. And if you go back to what I said, I started with a five minute walk. 
And then I built up to a six minute walk. And then I built up to a seven minute walk. And every time I built up, I celebrated it. Mm-hmm. I, you should have seen me. I was, I was like dancing. I would celebrate. And then, and then honestly, I would go to sleep for the rest of the day. Like that's, that's what would happen. I would go for those walks and they exhausted me. Yeah. But that's the same thing with life. Life is going to knock you down. Life is going to life is going to come at you in waves, in tidal waves where you feel like you can't breathe. But you have to keep pressing on. You can't quit and it's n- nobody is telling you and I I am the first one to tell you rest when you need to rest. Like I just said, I would go for the five minute walks and sleep all day, right? Like that was it. I would sleep all day. You rest when you need to rest, but you don't get stuck in the rest. You don't get stuck in the pity party. You don't get stuck anywhere and you keep building on. You move a little bit every day. It's, it honestly is the consistency. Like, and Mm -hmm. it sounds so simple. Right. And people are probably so tired of hearing that word consistency because it's like, oh, consistency, like easier said and said and done. But it's, yeah. it honestly is that like you just have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. If you think about any area in your life where you have success, it's because you're consistently doing it. Or even I'm just going to use like weight loss here. Right. If you are consistently eating healthy, you are going to consistently either lose weight or maintain your weight. If you are consistently eating unhealthy, you're going to consistently gain weight. Mm-hmm. Th- that's just the process. Right. And that's of life. right there, the process. It's the process. And so you have to be consistent. Yeah. And showing up, nobody's saying be perfect. Uh, those some of those walks that I went on were not perfect. They were wobbly. I was a hot mess. Like they were not perfect walks by any stretch of the imagination. But I did it. Yeah. And you went through the process. That's the part right there that people miss. It's, yeah. It takes a process. There are little things, the little things that you did, the five minute walks, then the 10 minute, then an increase. But the consistency is key. And if you do not do that, then you're in trouble. You're going to just stay stuck where you are pretty much. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that consistency, this is the other thing that people don't realize is that consistency is intertwined with confidence. Mm -hmm. So now when you are consistent, you build your confidence. You're like, oh, I did it the day before. I can do it again today. Oh, I did it two days in a row. I can do it the third day. And you start becoming confident. And because you're consistent and your confidence is growing, you are feeling good and you want to keep going. It all It's all so intertwined and people don't realize that they all think that it's like totally separate and it's not. It's all one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. How can people get in contact with you? I know that you are on Instagram. I'm telling you, you guys got to follow her on Instagram <laughs> because the story that she just shared with you, you would never know that she went through all of that. So what are the other ways that they can reach you or get in contact with you for speaking engagements for all of the things? Instagram is really like my main spot. So go to my Instagram. All the links are there. Um, Go to Christine Capella on Instagram. You can DM me if anybody is here going through a struggle. And I always, always say this. My DMs are always open. That's my favorite space to be Mm -hmm. on Instagram. 
is in that back end in the messages, speaking to people, anybody that's going through a struggle, if you're going through it and you are in that place where you think that you can't overcome it, please, please message me because I will hold your hand through the journey. I will be there for you. And then for speaking engagements, you can find me on, find me on Instagram and we can connect there and we can book a speaking engagement there as well. Absolutely. Christine, do you have any last words for our listening audience? (sighs) My last words are going to be one of my favorite quotes. Courage is not always that loud, roaring, boisterous voice. It is usually that quiet voice in your head that tells you to dust yourself off, pick yourself up, and keep going. So I hope that no matter what, you pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and get up and get it done every single day. Yes, ma'am. That is powerful. Christine, you know, it's it's always a pleasure seeing your beautiful face. And I am looking forward to seeing where God takes you and takes us as, as a team, because we're family, always, we always are. family. We are, girl. <laughs> we are family. <laughs> we are so, we are sisters for life. And thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be on Wove Inspiration. I really appreciate you. Listen, I appreciate you. This was this was such an honor. This was such a blessing. And I am so glad to be able to call you family. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Hey, you guys, this is Althea with Wove Inspiration Podcast. You guys have an awesome day. Take care. God bless. Hey, this is Althea, host and producer of Wove Inspiration Podcast. Wove Inspiration features women and the men who love them who use their voice to share their stories of overcoming obstacles in life. Everyone has a story, some good, some not so good. The common factors for guests on Wove Inspiration are their solutions and their victorious endings. You can follow us and leave a comment on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Wove Inspiration. You can also subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other platform you listen to podcasts.